0: You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to a type of one good
1: scare. We all go a little mad sometimes. No, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to
2: be. <laughs> hey guys, welcome in, welcome, welcome to the Carpenter Queens podcast, the weekly pop culture queer show where we talk the best and worst the horror genre has to offer. We come to you live from the TCQ Video Store, your favorite VHS rental spot, where you can pick up the best and worst, though, for only 69 cents a day. I like to wear short shorts in the summer because they make my thighs pop like canned biscuits. (laughs) My name is Raymond.
3: I'm the original model for Juicy Couture, Nick. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Hello, our lovely queerdos. We are in our second week of our Scream Makes Month. This month we talk all things <laughs> This month we talk all things early aughts remakes and their elusive appeal, but before we can deep dive into the brutal and bloody remake, we must welcome back a wonderful friend and staff member here at TCQ Video. You may all remember them from our Pride Roundtable, and you may have also seen them reorganizing our movie selections at the store. Please welcome back the highly hilarious and incredibly charming Umbi Flores!
1: Woo!
0: Woo! hey i'm back (laughs) here rewinding tapes yes cleaning the toilet we only have one vcr (laughs) so it's a one-man job thank you for welcoming me
2: all right so to welcome umi back to the store let's play a game of this or that the early 2000s edition
1: you got mailed that's that's so
2: hot that's so
3: hot (laughs) you want to start us off jackie please absolutely so Aggressively gelled and frosted tips or chunky highlights and which color chunky highlights? Umbi since you're our guest, which would you rather pick?
0: I would go with uh Gail Weathers and Scream Two. Yeah. <laughs> <It's a> chunky <laughs> like red highlights. Yeah. Yes. That's my answer.
3: <laughs> Good choice.
2: I'm gonna have to go frosted tips on this one because I had frosted <laughs> tips. <laughs> I was that person. I'm sorry.
0: Boy band. Did you have the pearl necklace too? No, oh I drew God. the line at the necklace.
3: No puka shell necklace. Wow. No puka oh, shell necklace. Oh right, that's what they wore. No, the pearl necklace was a. That, that, that's a completely. That's a whole other category. I think I'm gonna have to go with Umby though. Those chunky highlights. I want like Kelly Clarkson, Miss Independent. No, <laughs> not chunky. the Miss Independent era. <laughs> Okay, for our second category, would you rather have jeans under skirts or ties over crew neck t-shirts? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I say uh, ties because of Avril Lavigne. Yes, absolutely, because <laughs> she's punk. I was going to say <laughs> so
2: punk. The original punk rock goddess herself. Um, I was listening to her on the
0: way here, so ah, I'll uh, guilty. Uh,
2: these are both. <laughs> disgusting trends of the 2000s. I did not succumb to either of these trends, I can proudly say. Um, but
3: I guess if I had to choose, I would have to agree and choose ties over the, the shirt. Skirts over jeans are disgusting. I never like them, but I did definitely wear ties. Multiple ties. And with fingerless yeah, gloves. Did. Even though I had a t-shirt on. So why was I wearing gloves? Because <laughs> she's a kitty cat. <laughs> with the clip and bang i c- i tried growing out my hair but i didn't understand that my hair was too thick and too coarse oh. <laughs> oh i was there
2: i was there for the process and the the struggle the struggle bus that was your hair during we all hair
3: we all go through it we all have to go persevere <laughs> as queer people that's what we do <laughs> Yeah, I grew
0: out my bangs. <laughs> <laughs> I got bangs. I had bangs for that era. Um, yeah. It's a confession night, apparently. We're all
3: guilty of it. <laughs> We're all guilty of bad hair choices. It happens to all of us. We have to grow. It just. This is, is a are. support group. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Moving on. Oh, this is quite the scandal of the 2000s. <laughs> Oh, shit. This or that? The sidekick or the razor?
0: Oh, I was too poor for either of those. <laughs> so. <laughs> too real. Um, yeah, so I would I would go with the razor just because all the hot girls at school would have them. <laughs> they had the hot pink ones, like the fuchsia ones.
2: Um, I I didn't get a sidekick until I was like much older and I had a job and I was able to pay for it myself. Um, but I was a total psychic person. I had two different ones, um, and those were the fucking phones to have, man. I had AIM, I had Yahoo Messenger, I had the Facebook app, I
3: had My the space. internet app.
1: Ooh, Ooh. No,
3: I had. You have to luxury. exit out immediately. You have to press back as quick as you can because you're gonna get charged. You can't to you... exactly. Do you think these sound like relics to kids? Like, uh, like yeah, any probably. any youths that listen to this show, do you know what we're talking about? I really hope you know what we're talking about. What do you mean there was no Wi Fi?
0: <laughs> it wasn't even three G. It was just like, oh my god, phone dial up. <laughs> <laughs> what about the? What do
3: you know about that T nine though? Oh my, I miss T nine. Don't get me started. Um, sidekick, I wanted a sidekick so bad. I wanted to do the the fli- mm-hmm. the. the <gasps> fli-
0: oh, that's what those were. That was my
3: favorite thing about it was the cool flip, and
2: then having a full keyboard underneath. I kind,
3: I low key miss keyboards. I high key miss keyboards. I've said it (laughs) so many times.
2: All right, keeping up with the cell phones of the decade. Would you rather, or not? Would you rather, but bedazzled cell phone or an overabundance of cute cell phone charms? Bedazzled. That's easy. Bedazzled. (laughs) Stone it, queen. Stone it. Yes,
0: all the crystals.
2: I do agree. I'm not a fan of, like, bulky shit on my phone. I don't like, like, bulky cases either, Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I'd go the, like,
3: blink route as well. Um, both. I want both. Make it as obnoxious (laughs) as you possibly can. Just give it. (laughs) I remember, like, buying ringtones...
2: Because they were like, I could only buy them when they were on sale and they were like 69 cents.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't even afford that. I had to hold my phone up to the radio when like Mariah Carey's <laughs> people <laughs> along together and record See, it.
2: <laughs> but not all phones had that uh, capability. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't record and make my own ringtone. Some people could. Bitch, if I could, I would have saved those 69 cents. A bitch was poor. <laughs>
0: I would m- use my friend's iTunes to, like, make ringtones. Oh, that's smart. So that was my thing. But I would have to, like, hang out with my friend and, like, be like, can I please use your, like, iTunes?
2: (laughs) One of my friends used to uh, rip music from YouTube and and play that. But I would clock it every time because instead (laughs) of, like, choosing a just audio, like, YouTube video, they would choose the music video. So it would have, like the movie part in the beginning and in between and in, and in the middle and I was like you bitch first of all not only were you not supporting the artist but second of all you, you ripped it from YouTube and you couldn't even just choose the audio file you had to go for the
3: like music video with the cinematic <laughs> like what listen we had to do what we had to do I, I hope my parents don't listen to this one because I was the reason why our first laptop broke not because of porn but because of LimeWire <laughs> LimeWire f- Song, same bro <laughs> same <laughs> LimeWire got me in so much trouble
0: mm-hmm. I think the first song I ever downloaded was Lady Marmalade Yeah. <laughs> I remember because it took three days for it to download and I would check every day after school <laughs> three um, days yeah good times <laughs> the, honestly
2: the sound of a generation Speaking of sounds of generations, Ooh. promiscuous girl by Nelly Furtado or man eater by Nelly Furtado. Man eater, I yes. said man eater. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the sentence. <laughs> there is no
0: question. What is this question? Mm-hmm. Yes, top two Nelly Furtado on the album, mm-hmm. but man eater. I agree. I agree. Man eater. I man eaters all around. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Explains a lot about us. <laughs>
2: Yes, man eater. I mean, who didn't get down in their bedroom to that song? And rounding out our decade, fedora hats or
0: trucker hats? Oh. Oh, damn, I don't know. <laughs> fedora for myself, trucker hat for like all the guys I blew at the time. Oh,
2: <laughs> yes. We have a type. I'm going to have to go trucker hat. <laughs> trucker hat was so sleazy during that era. It was so sleazy. It and was the era like...
3: of sleaze. It was the era oh. of decadence and overabundance.
2: I'm going to go with trucker hats <laughs> just for this episode because Eric Balfour
3: rocks Ugh, the trucker Jesus. hat so well. In this I movie. cannot wait. What a great segue, Jackie. Uh, I also pick <laughs> a trucker hat because I will I will burn any fedora that I see. I wouldn't bring any fedora that I saw. I just have to bring up really quickly. Last night I was going over these categories with John Paul last night, and I was like, "Okay, fedora a trucker hat," and they were like, "Oh God, no, I don't know about either." I was like, "Well, I had friends who wore fedoras, and immediately without missing a beat, are you still friends with them?"
1: <laughs> mm,
3: true. I was into guys that wore them. Fedora in retrospect. I was in musical theater. I was so. I can see why it was them. bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a wonderful segue into this week's recommended rental.
2: The podcast which you are about to hear is a review of one of the most brutal horror remakes in American cinema. On October 17th, 2003, a film was released that shocked its audience to their cores. The remake of a well-beloved horror classic was shown across the world. This is a podcast reviewing that film. Carpenter Queens are heading to the Lone Star State to talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
3: The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is available to stream on Netflix and Canopy. It's only available through public access, or if you go to a university, go public asset, access. yeah Hooray! We love that. But let's go puff, sp- puff past a smoked ham and head on over to 420. What's Ew! Oh, <laughs> the smoked ham. <laughs>
0: 420 what's smoking what did we all smoke for this week's episode oh what did we smoke
2: maui wowie <laughs> it's primo it's a we primo. actually did we actually really? really did yeah um <laughs> and the
0: mellow melon
2: and the mellow melon um <laughs> we i got uh, your favorite not favorite you just don't like the name uh, baby Jeeters for anybody who is oh a baby. <laughs> it's no. a little pill. Um, for anybody who has like access to uh, a dispensary, look for a brand called Baby Jeters. They are bomb ass like mini baby See, joints. The name that, is
3: strange.
2: That are infused baby with <laughs> they are infused with liquid diamonds. It said, and uh, we had Maui oh. Wowie, and it was Primo. And then Umbi also brought some pre rolls as well. Mm-hmm. What did you bring?
0: I think it's uh, the, it's like the bowl, the Lowell. Lowell. That, that, those Lowell guys. Smokes.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's the mellow, it's like a hybrid. What you say it was called? Uh, mellow Melon? I think that's the name. Mellow it's Melon. <laughs> it's too far away. I don't want to get up and go but get it. it. It's
0: uh, <laughs> one of the names is Melon for sure. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I've been going through it with Sativa, so I switched to hybrids. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever
2: had Lowell, Jackie? Mm mm. That they're sounds... super classy looking and they even come with their own matches. The matchbox. Mm-hmm. They're really cool and they're really good. They burn really nicely and they always. Ooh, melt. we love that.
3: What did you smoke? I smoked the last of a putty tang because it's always a classic <laughs> to go back to. Um, I smoked it in my bubbler though. I gotta smoke the last of my my grain before I move on over to the new place. And try a different <gasps> method. To, but it, I'm super excited because I have to figure out new ways to smoke. I'm trying to make edibles. And my coworkers and I have already decided Ooh. we're going to throw an edible party. So that's oh, shit. Super delicious. It's like a Tupperware party. All the girls are invited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to go. It's a Tupperware <laughs>
2: party for millennials.
3: <laughs> but while we are smoking, how did you come to know this movie? Umbi our guest, you can go
0: first, or you don't have to go first. I can I'm go down. first. Okay, I'm down. Uh, how did I? Okay, so I rented the original from the library. Yes, uh, another library queen. Yes, yes, yes. DVDs, honey, and queer books. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Yes. See,
2: hello, affirmation here. Another queer person on the pod affirming mm-hmm. that we get a lot of our like media intake from public libraries.
3: Come on, funding. Fund them. Come through. Thank you. We need to fund our public library. Yes. We should start going on a crusade for this. Or something. Not a crusade. We should start going on a campaign for this. Horrible wording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but go on. You saw this at a library. Yeah. But yeah,
0: libraries. I discovered Bjork there. Yes. So yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, so I saw the original that way through a DVD from the library, and then I found, I saw the trailer for the remake and it was that trailer was just like dark screen and the girl screaming and the chainsaw, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very creepy. So obviously I made my my mom <laughs> and her <laughs> then uh, partner uh, take me to go see it, and then I think they took me twice because that's <laughs> how much I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, work <laughs> and like beg to go see it because we at that time we had moved. Uh, was it? Oh, it may have been X's or may have been Arizona. We moved twice. Uh, but whenever that era happened, that's when I saw it and was, like, obsessed. Yes.
3: I was going to ask, because you picked this one out of our lineup. It...
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Why did you pick this one?
0: I don't know. I feel like that was just the one where I was just, like, heart-connected. Like, that kind of horror where it's, like, it's connected to whatever's going around you in the world. Um... And it, it becomes sort of comforting, even though it's like a ridiculously brutal movie. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's all, it's a very uh, soft spot for me. I love mm.
2: that. I do too, because that's usually that's like how a lot of movies make it into our lineup as well. As we have some sort of like mm-hmm. emotional attachment, and we don't really realize it until halfway through the episode, and we're like, oh, oh. <laughs> that's,
3: that's why I trauma. Like this. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. We say it all the time. Trauma, trauma, trauma. I
2: don't recall. I don't think I watched this in the theater. I remember being excited for it because this was... um, They really marketed this as, like, brutal new take on, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. True story. Right. And it (laughs) loosely, bitch. And then uh, uh, Michael Bay is producing, which I... I hate Michael Bay. I still hate Michael Bay, so I was very apprehensive about that. But, um, I was excited because the the trailers were so intense, the Mm -hmm. new look of Leatherface was really cool, and I was like, dope, and I'm just gonna go ahead and lay it out now. I'm not the biggest fan of the original Texas (gasps) Trailer. Shocking, I know, I'm gonna get dragged for it. Sacrilege. Unpopular opinion. Wait, can you repeat that? I'm not the biggest fan. Of okay. the original. What is it? 1973? Four?
0: Four? Mm-hmm. Four? Oh, God. I don't know. I don't want to get canceled. 1974.
3: <laughs> 1974.
2: <laughs> you're on our pad. You're already getting canceled if you're on our pad. <laughs> so, it's, I'm sorry. I've seen it. I appreciate it. I know what it's done for the horror genre. I'm not dissing it in any way. Mm. It's just not, like, interesting. It's not real. for you. No. Yeah. That's
3: fine. I understand. Yeah, I feel I mean, that. The, are you a big fan of the original movie?
0: Oh, it's hard. I go back and forth between this, the remake and the original as like a favorite, you know, in rankings. But I I do love the original just because it's just so unsettling. Mm -hmm.
3: I would say they kind of achieved that same, not the same mood, but maybe the same, I guess... (laughs) visceral emotions from the first one because when the first one came out it really rocked America what they thought they saw because even now if you go back and watch the 1974 classic it's not as violent as people remember no I feel like there was a lot of
2: like it was cut away a lot the the horror not the horror mm-hmm. but like the intense core or the killing um hmm. but I think people were shocked because it lets you kind of fill in the blanks And you could
0: perceive what happened because you would see the end result. Hmm, I'm going to have to, like, a little disagree on that. Just because, for me, when I watched it, I I thought the same thing until she gets to, like, the gas station barbecue place. Mm -hmm. And, like, the... uh, Was he a sheriff in the original, too? I don't remember. But, like, the older daddy guy. Um... Like, ties her up and, like, beats her with a stick as he's, like, driving. And for me, that was, like, enough horror. Yeah. Uh, I was like, this is terrifying. It was very real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think agree. that's what did
2: it for me. Um, but what about you, Jackie? Mm-hmm. How did you come across this?
3: Really, and this was during the renaissance of remakes, as we like to call it. This was at the, mm-hmm. it's close to the beginning. I want to say that our Castle movies definitely started, like, the kickoff. That's when mm-hmm. we were getting House on Haunted Hill. That's when we were getting 13 Ghosts. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But uh, this <laughs> this movie, this movie, you, like I said, Jackie, you were the only one to see, like, the ascending into madness with uh, horror. When this came mm-hmm. out, I was definitely terrified of Leatherface. I was definitely terrified of horror movies. And this was one of the movies that I, I knew that I was not going to enjoy or watch. I didn't watch this <laughs> until... I want to say senior year, like legit, maybe senior year of high school, that I finally got to watch this movie, <laughs> and it nightmares, nightmares for weeks. I just, there's so many distinctive scenes in this movie. This movie has so many great vignettes built into this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm, so I'm super mm-hmm. psyched to talk about it because I didn't watch the 1974 one until. I'm also going to get dragged and burned, but it's, what else is new for this podcast? <laughs> I want to say maybe three or four years ago, I finally got to sit down and watch it. I really enjoy it, but I grew up with this one. So mm-hmm. it's it it's going to hold a better place in my heart.
2: See, and I think that's mm-hmm. where I'm coming from as well. I watched this before I watched the original, and I think I only... All T, all shade. I only watched the original because they were doing it at Horror Nights and I'm a super nerd and I like to watch mm-hmm. all the movies that are going to be featured at Horror Nights before going so I know what's going on. And yeah. I remember I made all my best friends watch it and we ended up like talking amongst ourselves more than we were paying attention to the movie. Um, so that just showed my interest all mm-hmm. the time, but I want to say I haven't tried to revisit it since then. So I'm going to I'm going to give it another shot and then I don't know, maybe we could do like a little one-off, little (laughs) five second review.
3: I would love to, because that movie, both of these movies have given me the same exact emotion of like, I feel dirty after the first time Mm -hmm. I had watched Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. (laughs) in very different ways for me. But I'm super excited to get down to this. So let's like check out the VHS's special features and find out how this movie was made. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was released October 17, 2003 and next year it'll be its 20th anniversary. Holy crap, that Dang. is sold. <laughs> Seriously. We have a runtime of one hour and 38 minutes and it is rated R because it's extreme. <laughs> extreme. <laughs> <Arr>. Extreme. <laughs> Moving on
2: to taglines.
3: Inspired by a true story. What you know about fear doesn't even come close. You want scary, this is scary. If it's terry you want, it's terry you'll have.
2: That last one is really cheesy and corny. The
3: last two are really cheesy and corny. <laughs> um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like <laughs> it at all. I also don't I don't like the second
2: one either. I only like the first one, that's it. And even that is a lie. Mm.
0: I like I love the you know what I take it back. I love the first one because I went in with it uh like into it with the fantasy of like it might be real, but I know mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. But if I say it is, then it is and it's scarier. <laughs> um so like, yeah. I believe the fantasy of like this is real. Um and then obviously as we'll talk about Jessica Beale. <laughs> <laughs> so directed Welcome back to the store. Marcus Nispel. Is that how we say his last name? Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Directed (laughs) director, excuse me, of another horror remake, Friday the 13th from 2009. Also check out our episode covering that movie. Woo! Mm -hmm. And the original screenplay credits for Texas Chainsaw Massacre go to Kim Hinkle and Toby Hooper. With the remake screenplay going to Scott Kosar, writer of... The machinist machinist? Mm-hmm. machinist machinist 2004 and the crazies from 2010
2: should move into our cast because that's that's the real that's the meat. Tea. that's the real tea here mm-hmm. so for our cast we have jessica beale as aaron Woo! jonathan tucker as morgan Woo! erica <laughs> leeshern as pepper mike vogel as andy eric balfour as kemper andrew Binyarski as thomas hewitt Woo, K- never mind Ooh. andrew Binyarski as thomas hewitt aka leatherface bitch mm-hmm. r lee Ermy as ah. sheriff hoyt aka the drill sergeant from uh full metal jacket pretty much david gore no david dorfman as mm-hmm. Jedediah hewitt lauren german as the teenage girl terence evans as old monty Marietta March as Luda. Wow, I'm gonna have to re-say Luda that. May Luda May Hewitt. Okay.
3: Marietta March as Luda May Hewitt. What a wonderful drag name. Welcome to the stage, <gasps> Luda May Hewitt. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good drag name.
2: It's gotta have three. Um, Heather Kafka as Henrietta Hewitt. Kathy Lampkin as Tea Lady, scary ass lady. How, why is she
0: credited as the Tea Lady? I love it
3: because she's st- because she's the Tea Lady because she,
0: she knows the tea. She spreads it all around town. She does know the tea. Drag name as well. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Bradley. <laughs>
2: that is a good drag name.
3: Look <laughs> at the stage. To the stage. Tea lady. <laughs>
2: Brad Leland as a Big Rig Rob.
0: Welcome no, to the
3: stage, Big Rig Bob. Come on, this is a drag show, honey. Seriously, that's a drag king, Big Rig Bob. Love it, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mamie. Me. Oh,
2: we're we're uh, what's it called? All inclusive here brad leland as no i already read that mamie <laughs> as the clerk and john larroquette as the narrator who was also a narrator in the original 1974 film it was his very first film
3: credit come on john. And he's become a very well established actor he has two tonys mm-hmm. four primetime emmy awards really okay. when you see him you'll know who i'm talking about but he's like one of those actors okay Moving on to reviews. (laughs) Yes. We have an IMDB score of a 6.2 out of 10. A Metacritic Metacritic of a 38 out of 100. Our friends at Letterboxd, 2.9 out of 5. Our Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score Uh. is a 37% with an audience score of 58%. Let's talk about it. Y'all are gagged, gooped, and plucked. (sighs) I'm not gagged. I'm disappointed, <laughs> but not surprised. Mm-hmm.
0: I've been mad about this since the movie came out. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're still I'm ready about to it. fight these <laughs> critics. That's
3: why they came on the pod. They came on here to start a fight.
2: <laughs> 20 years later, and they're still fuming.
3: But I hold
0: on to the 58% audience score because that shows that. There's people out there that enjoyed this ridiculously Mm -hmm. brutal movie. Oh, yeah. Hello, we're reviewing it. Exactly. (laughs) So, fuck everyone else.
3: (laughs) Those are brutal. Those are brutal for a very brutal movie. And I have a theory as to why, but I think I want to get into it a little bit later. And it's all just due to Timeline okay for our production we have a budget of 9.5 million which still surprises the hell out of me with a box office gross worldwide income of 107 million (laughs) dollars
2: where did that budget go because what they did per like production wise like production design wise They probably got like a million dollars max because everything was so decrepit and destroyed. Like there wasn't much to do. So I want to know where that money went.
3: I beg to Uh, differ. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like that production is absolutely there. Yes. We'll talk about it later on. And for the, for production when they film in these decrepit places that took work, not only that, the designs, the stunts, the goop and gaggery not that basement scene alone that basement area alone is probably two mil out of your 9.5 million
0: hmm. and at least one million for all of jessica beale's tank tops and jeans <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, she's so through so mention. many <laughs> i was like you so many know details we did so many not details. spend the budget on
2: the wardrobe <laughs> bitch because they're all wearing white beaters and jeans
3: <laughs> we had to get copies we had to get copies <laughs> but I do want to mention Ubi is correct that there is an audience out there for this movie because hello you you completely shattered that box office and people were mm-hmm. hungry for a movie like this which I find so interesting that's rad it's super rad there's absolutely a fan base behind this
2: That's that is quite the feat and this definitely fed mm-hmm. into the machine that was this like Re- remake machine that was
3: just like churning movies out every year. And do you want to know why? <laughs> because this movie made so much money, the rights originally for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre were picked up by the then new production house Platinum Dunes, a production company started by Michael Bay and Brad Fueller and Andrew Forum. This would be the first film for the production team as they aimed to make films for 10 million or less and hiring new directors. They would be responsible for the movies you're talking about. Amityville Horror, The Hitcher, Woo! Friday the 13th, ugh, Nightmare on Elm Street, ugh, and a new horror IPs that we know now, like The Purge and A Quiet Place. Yeah. I am very familiar with Platinum Dunes. I have
0: seen all of these <laughs> movies. <laughs> I love uh, the Animani- uh, Amityville, Amityville? Horror. Uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. With his uh, like... Low-rise, mm-hmm. lack of t shirt, yes. PJs. Oh, oh, and he was what? He was like a mean dad. So oh, I was like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Punish God. me. Oh, the house is haunted. <laughs> haunted. That's so funny. This is the me, second Daddy. time you
3: brought it up. That was how you got hired at the store. You just rambled on about Ryan and <laughs> <Randy Ballard. laughs> We're like, yeah, come and work. Hired. Hey, work for
2: us. <laughs> Moving on to Production. Wanting to hire a new and exciting talent, Platinum Dunes would hire Marcus Nispel to direct the film. This would be Marcus's first feature film, and at the time he was mainly known for doing music videos and ads. (laughs) Once hired, Marcus would hire original Texas Chainsaw Massacre cinematographer Daniel Pearl to shoot the film. Pearl was an instant hire due to them being friends and collaborators at the time. With production hired, they would then move on to their cast, and our lead would go to then good girl next door, Jessica Biel.
1: Woo!
2: America watched her grow up on the television program, Seventh Heaven, Heaven.
0: when I see the happy faces smiling back at me. Seventh Heaven. Heaven. I saw one episode, and it was the one where one of the kids got caught smoking. Yes! (sighs) Yeah, yeah. The scandal, really. And the scandal of Miss Beale doing uh, a topless photo shoot at the time. Yes. For Maxim.
3: Maxim, yes. <laughs> I fully remember the gag and the goopery. It's, <laughs> yeah. I. this is kind of like the only big thing that I really know her of. I kind of I did not watch Seventh Heaven. I um, did. What else was she in?
2: Well, seventh, she was on Seventh Heaven for a long time. Like, like you wrote, she literally grew up on the show. So she was. This... She, it
3: started in nineteen ninety seven, and it went on to I think two thousand four or two thousand six, somewhere in between that time. So she was still on the show when she came out on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I can only imagine mm-hmm. how people were just like ready for this because she yeah. chose titty, see through titty. Well, I,
2: I mean, I'm sure she gave the okay. But I know she was the one who chose this. But in, that's beside the point. So mm-hmm. this was her big breakaway from 7th Heaven and her good girl image. So this was the gag and goopery for her and her fan base. Because everybody thought she was a little goody two-shoes Christian girl. And she came out with her titties out. Mm-hmm. No bra, no this. panties.
0: She was in Blade Trinity. Oh, she yeah, was in Blade she Trinity. she was. With so Ryan right Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> And his body. (laughs) His body was there too. (laughs) God, it was so good. For our production. It would begin in July of 2002 outside of Austin, Texas and wanting a fuller sense of authenticity Marcus would shoot everything pretty much on location. Taking inspiration from the real life murderer Ed Gein they would create the Hewitt home with a sense of realism. And wanting to truly sell the decrepit nature of the Hewitt home the production team would go as far as sealing an actual black bowl that grew in some of the homes Ew. they would use for location. They would have to bring in specialists to give the all clear to start shooting here that gone. is wild
2: Ugh. no that's not safe like we can fake it we don't have to have real molds well, some of these
3: locations were insane like the gas station that's a full actual location and it is gorgeous it's probably why this movie cost the way it did i bet they just found a random ass place outside of austin and said this this will do <laughs> true <laughs> The
0: Taylor Meat Company was used for the slaughterhouse. Using fake meat was deemed too expensive, so they rented actual meat instead. That's gross. The meat shown in the factory scene is real meat and was sold afterwards. And Jessica Biel's a vegan, so that must have (gasps) been awful. Oh, Mm -hmm.
2: I did not know that. And She literally hides in between two carcasses. Mm
3: -hmm. In like an
2: actual... No. Mm, I can't imagine the smell. In a walk-in freezer.
1: <sighs>
2: no, uh-huh. I already can't stand walking by the meat counter at the market, let alone like walking around slabs of beef.
0: Yeah, it makes you feel dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not in a good, good way.
2: way. Shiver. <laughs> the film team would use about 10 different chainsaws to terrorize their cast with research was done to imitate the look of a chainsaw from the 70s but most of them were new chainsaws that were modified some of them were made of rubber and others were changed to dispense smoke and even shoot sparks and they were amazing because it really gave it really heightened the like like fear inducing that chainsaws give people because i go to like Horror events so much, I'm desensitized by chainsaws. Like I don't really do anything for me anymore because you're guaranteed to see chainsaws at a horror event these days, so I'm
3: desensitized by it. Liar, liar, <laughs> liar, <laughs> liar. <laughs> liar.
1: Listen. liar!
3: When you came, <laughs> when you wow. came to visit, we went through a corn maze. And Oops. in the corn maze, we were being terrorized by people who looked like Leatherface and were chased by chainsaws. I will say, yes, we were incredibly high off of edibles, but I have mm. never heard you scream so loud in terror <laughs> oh. when we were in that corn maze. It was the best night of my life because it was f***ing <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> wow. wow. That is not me. the truth, Ellen. Stone down my <laughs> <on the> <laughs>
2: that's not I, true Ellen. I, I i was paranoid to high <laughs> hell that night and uh i i will i will say that i'm gonna end there Thank <laughs> you for <coming> to talk.
0: <laughs> i just think the chainsaws add to Leatherface's like bear dry queen fantasy you know it's like a production <laughs> mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. it is a production mm-hmm.
3: she's so theatrical mm-hmm. for our fun facts During an intense scene with Morgan and Sheriff Hoyt, Jonathan Tucker, who plays Morgan, actually made himself throw up with the prop gun in his mouth every single take, and some of it can be seen in the final edit, and they took at least 24 to 25 shots of him just throwing up, and it sucks, because you don't see it in the movie. You see it, but it's a
0: clear vomit.
3: Uh, Yeah. It's, (laughs) mmm. That's method, darling method. No, I'm not a fan. We don't need to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, everybody's favorite fun fact. On his final mm-hmm. day of shooting, actor Eric Barthorne <sighs> stripped down naked and walked off set only wearing a baseball cap. And we, he did, I know, yeah. each and every single mm-hmm. one of us were here for yes, it. Yes, we did. We mm-hmm. watched it multiple times. <laughs> and it is so good. And for the, our disgusting queens out there, I will timestamp, timestamp on the youtube mm-hmm. clip. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Some just something about Eric Balfour. Oh my god. Yeah, it's that one minute of the behind the scenes of just him mm, bare ass so and then taking his undies off mm. and just walking mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He looked cut, right? Or is that just me? <laughs> I think he's cut.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see what you want to see. <laughs> wow. Well. I didn't say that. <laughs> We will be right back after this ad, everybody. I'm high as shit. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Great segue.
3: Thank you.
2: Our movie opens with a law-and-order SVU disclaimer that we are about to witness a tragedy that befell five youths in rural Texas. We cut to classified police Super 8 crime scene footage from 1973 where two policemen are describing the crime scene at the Hewitt household where the first victim was found. We get a cool x-ray title card following, followed by the now infamous camera sound and blood-curdling scream. We join our main characters driving in a van on their way back from Mexico. Erin and her boyfriend Kemper are a driver and co-pilot. In the back are their friends Morgan and Andy, and Andy's new love interest that they just picked up over two counties ago, Pepper. The group is on their way to see Leonard Skinnerd, and when Erin finds out that they went to Mexico to buy two pounds of weed, it sparks an argument that is quickly cut short when Kemper almost hits a young woman walking on the side of the road.
3: How do we feel about this movie's opening? Whew i low-key love the
2: opening i remember the opening was like part of the trailer and it was a great trailer Mm -hmm. um so i really like the opening of how we open up as like this discovered crime scene footage from the hewitt household and that's how it opens Mm -hmm. up our movie and i really love the sound of the camera noise and the screen so iconic leads into our movie
0: but all of that, yeah, I love the intro. Felt very like true crime, fell into mm-hmm. like my, it's a true story, wink wink mm-hmm. fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then when the scream happens, like, uh, is it Jessica Beale that like falls from like the, the tire into the water?
2: Air quotes Jessica Beale. I'm sure it was a stunt woman.
0: <laughs> Her stunt woman. Mm. But yeah, it was a good edit. I loved it.
3: Yes. It's very good. And I love that it leans into the, like, inspired by a true story. Because we've had it done before in a lot of different movies. Especially, like, if it's a poster at the beginning of the movie. But this (laughs) fully leans into the fantasy of it all. We're both suckers for different mediums being used in somewhere in your movie. And found footage. Such a great way to do it. And I love this. How do we feel about... Our main core cast, Aaron, Kemper, Morgan, Andy, and Pepper. Kind of the Scooby gang. Like, how how do you feel about them?
2: In the mystery machine as well.
3: I know. (laughs) With the pinata,
0: with the weed. I love this cast. They're all very hot in their own, like, distinct way. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. Um, I hope they are all, you know, experimental and probably hooked up if they had survived. I hope so. Something... But yeah, they're all very hot. But yeah, I just I love the whole setup. Um, yeah, Leonard Skinnerd. I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, was the seventies. Right they're off white. The bat.
3: That's very true. Supposedly, they're on their way to a Leonard Skinnerd concert. Correct, like front row seats, super mega mm-hmm. mm. front row. I, I like it. The, I like that it still feels very Texas Chainsaw. I like how do you mm, we're gonna get there i'll ask that question afterwards i'll shut the hell up <laughs> uh hold up in my notes i
2: quickly clocked pepper as the natural witch bitch from blair witch 2 oh
0: the one that like, spins, and spins around mm.
2: yes like oh. Gaggery right okay i love this movie even more let's go <laughs> that's a deep cut yes book Pe- of shadows yes book oh of shadows God. y'all go G-C-Q back and watch alumni
3: I'm yes, such she an is, asshole. G- and you I didn't are even, an asshole. Oh my god, I apologize. Sorry, Peppa. <laughs> Put some respect on her name. I know. Of the I pod. feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love Pepper. Like, Pepper is. She's just playing. To me, this is like the. I'm so glad that Blair Witch is here because she reminds me of like the hippie chick who just loves to f***. <laughs> yeah, I'm so for it. Even when she talks, it's so breathy. Can you believe we met yesterday? It's just like <laughs> synchronicity. It's, it's <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's definitely that hippie dippy bitch that when you were having a session, she'd come over and be like, oh, "Can you work me like into the rotation?" Like, no bitch, she <laughs> didn't put in on this. Yeah, but and then she holds the joint for too long. Her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. and she definitely hogs hugs the joint, for sure. And for tells sure. a story. Right! And I'm like, <laughs> hand it over, hand it over.
3: I'm so glad that you mentioned that this cast is hot, because they are physically hot, and they just look like... you look st- Everybody looks sticky. Like, the rest of the mm-hmm. movie everybody's just, like, sweaty and sticky. <laughs> and i was like, for it. I'm so for... like they, Half oh, of the yes. million went to Baby <laughs> <laughs> Roll. I know for a fact. Ah! <laughs> At least half a million. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I would have... I would have paid to be
2: the one to oil down everyone, Ugh. not just the Menses, everyone. But everybody, like everybody
3: is but so funny.
0: Specifically Eric Balfour, though. like And Andy and Morgan. And Andy. And Jessica. Well, all of them, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, everybody. <laughs> come on, Leatherface, come join the party. I'll take Leatherface too, oh, Yeah.
0: I'll rub his masks.
3: <laughs> so we all agree this cast is hot. And I feel like I immediately actually like them. I'm kind of invested in them. I like the dynamics. They're fun. They're like a fun group to be around. Mm-hmm. They're a total. I, I know this is on purpose. It's just a, a wonderful cutout stereotype of like every slasher you've ever seen. Like, there's the stoner, there's the nerdy guy, there's the hot, slutty girl, there's the final girl, and the stud. Like, we're, we're all here and accounted for, and I feel comfortable <laughs> with them because we're Attendance about to go for has a been ride. Taken. <laughs> I'm uh, like,
0: where's Scooby Doo though? Oh, We're missing Scooby. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Why the
2: f- is Aaron so upset about the weed? It's just weed. Like, it's not like it was heroin. She's the good girl.
3: Something. She's our good final girl. She doesn't do the weed. I. She's waiting. She wants to be married. She doesn't <gasps> drink the weed. What? However you do it.
0: She doesn't do the weed. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also in the deleted scene, it was like that she's pregnant. Like she tells him that she's pregnant, and that's she's like, This is why I haven't been drinking or doing anything. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: see, why do they delete that? That would have made Helped. me, yeah. yeah,
3: I know. Whatever. Yeah, but this is 2003. People don't want story, they want death. Yeah. They want tits, yeah. and they want blood. Whoa. Give it to me give it to me oh also the only other thing is i would be so pissed if Aaron, if somebody threw my not even halfway smoked roach out the window <gasps> i would have stopped the car go get it
0: also they could have just you know well i don't know if we're gonna get there but they could have buried it instead of just like thrown it later oh i know right? or hidden it or something. whatever they're stupid they're not the best you know characters <laughs> yeah they're not too smart <laughs>
2: So, Aaron and Pepper get out to help the distraught young woman. They get her back into the van and attempt to take her home. The woman exclaims, They're all dead. And when they drive past the Blair meat factory, she flips out and tries to take control of the van. Kemper pulls over and the young woman pulls out a gun from between me down there and puts the gun in her mouth and pulls the trigger. We get an amazing reaction shot that starts at the front of the man pulling out to the very back and out through the bullet hole in the woman's head. Cinematography,
3: bitch. Honey. Like, let's just talk about that very... Let's just hit that. One of the most, if not the most iconic shot from the early 2000s horror Films. I'm just gonna say that with pride Mm -hmm. on my chest. That shot is that's a fact. Amazing and terrifying, stunning. It was great,
2: and the this scene is very intense because she gets in. She's visibly distraught, and -hmm. she just sits there. She does like almost catatonic. She can't really speak. She's not responding, and you know she says that everyone's gonna die or that
3: they're all dead. Whatever they're all dead, she says. You gotta say it like you like she's really dry. You're all gonna die. Like that. You're like all gonna way die. Back, way back. Like, <laughs> see there we go. Like the way, way back. So she says that. <laughs> and uh yeah, and then she just like
2: pulls out a gun from uh from you know, down there and blows her brains out the back windshield. Like it it
3: goes through and blows out the windshield. Ugh, it's intense. And this happens at the ten minute mark like 10 minutes into your movie and you better buckle up buttercup because this shit is going there. This mm-hmm. this movie is brutal in the highest sense mm-hmm. of the, the the word.
0: You know, I think one thing for me to that really just like got me into the movie like hooked was the lead into like the the gunshot. Um, like the girls in the van be like, we should see if she's okay. And the boys just be like, we can just leave her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and especially like at that time in the seventies, like, I don't know. It just brings a, I don't know if it was intentional, but it just feels like women and, you know, queers taking care of each other. Yeah. Even uh-huh. though it's dangerous to do so. And clearly very bad idea in this case, but I don't know. I, that, that, pulled at, like, my friendships and the kind of friends I would have wanted at the time. Um, So I feel like it just made me connect, and then it just made it so much more tragic to just see her,
3: you know, pull
0: the trigger and the brains everywhere.
3: Oh. It's extremely intense, and I'm so glad you said that, because I thought the same thing, not at this scene funny enough, but later on, when we have to handle her body, that is when, like, the different sides get, get there. And this movie, I... Um, this movie is so i want to say i'm going to keep saying brutal but it is not only physically brutal and gory but it is emotionally brutal uh, the, the, you go through some really serious stuff especially scenes with the sheriff the scenes with the sheriff are in my opinion the most the most terrifying scenes that stuff is the stuff that really hits really hard and this is just the start of that. It feels like a roller coaster that's just going tick, 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 tick up, and I'm waiting for the drop.
2: Same seas. It's definitely mm-hmm. setting up. This like first kill is just kind of setting. <laughs> it's like an appetizer of what you have ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Because the characters in this movie are completely. Oh,
3: so from so the f- f- from <laughs> the jump, from the jump, they are just so f- they f- The group tries to compose themselves and devise a plan. They decide to shove the body aside, hop back in the van, and drive to the nearest gas station. When they arrive, they're met with southern Texas hospitality and a shit ton of flies. When the proprietor calls the sheriff, he asks for them to meet them at the old Crawford Mill. After some aggressive conversation, the group finally heads over to the old mill with dead bodies still in the back seat. They make it to the mill and are met by no one except some creepy kid named Jedediah.
0: Yes, they,
3: <laughs> they ask Damien, is he Wait, Damien or Jedediah? His name
2: is, I was making a joke. I was making an omen joke. Got oh. it. Got it. Got it.
3: It took me a second. <laughs> Gotta know your audience
2: I guess. I didn't get it either.
3: <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do two versions of it. We'll see what lands. <laughs> <laughs> Try it in a different tone. They ask Jedediah <laughs> if he knows where the sheriff is and he states that he's at home getting drunk. Morgan tries to dump the body and leave, but Aaron and Kemper venture over to the sheriff's house to look for help. When they get there, they're greeted by not the sheriff and his little dog too. He lets Aaron in to phone the sheriff, but only Aaron. You don't want no trouble. Only Aaron. Okay, everybody, we took off. Here we are. I, firstly, we're, we are suckers for freaking production design on this mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. How, do we, how do we feel about the vibes, the energy? What is it giving us? <sighs> yes.
0: Oh, my God. I love just how it feels so hot and dirty. <laughs> and then you go in the house and we see Leatherface's drag room. Yes! <laughs> and it's just yes,
3: glorious. Glorious. I love it. <laughs> that's all we're gonna, gonna see. It's taking Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two to like the next level. I love it. Oh,
2: the gas station though—the gas station that sells mm-hmm. the meat. Can we talk about uh, the meat? Because this is not up to code. It's um, a... D- letter D, right? <laughs> Restaurants that F. should be condemned and burned. OSHA um, is
3: pissed.
2: Ooh, <laughs> no, ma'am. I—I I, do you have anything bottled? Anything that's sealed already?
0: <laughs>
2: Can we talk about Jedediah? I want to talk oh, about Jedediah. Yes. I want the to talk ring about Jedediah
0: connection. connection. <gasps> He's the boy from the ring, he which is the is other
3: best remake of the early odds. Yes, yes, in yes. my opinion. I don't know. I kept seeing Newt from Aliens though with this character. Ah, <laughs> oh, f- Newt. Oh, <laughs> I love. I do love Jedediah in this one. He's such a cute character. I really enjoy him, and th- I forget because I feel like Leatherface always takes, like, center stage whenever somebody thinks of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But there's always a cast. There's always a cast of a family, and in this one, I really like them. Jadidai is fun, and the rest of everybody that we meet, especially the tea lady. The tea lady and oh, my, 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 are some of my favorite. <laughs> oh,
0: my, 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 <laughs> uh, You are so right. Yeah, I think for me, when I think Texas Chainsaw, well, obviously, our drag king butch bear another <laughs> face. Ooh, but the family like especially with the original like they're all crazy and they're all scary in their own way and mm-hmm. I feel like this remake accomplishes that
3: oh EPSA freaking lootly
2: and then even venturing further into like the sequels of the franchise of Texas Chainsaw I think they even elaborate more on the family uh, but uh, they all have
0: like different families though Yeah, usually, yeah which is weird Do I have
3: anything to say about this? No, because I get nervous. We haven't met Leatherface yet. He makes me so nervous. Like, he makes me very nervous. It's because he's big and he moves fast with a big chainsaw. Th- mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. He's like, Michael is big, but he moves incredibly slow. Jason can be fast depending on the iteration that you're looking at, but usually he's slow. Leatherface is just like a f***ing tidal wave and you can't do nothing about it except keep running. He's like a bull when it's let out of its pen. Mm-hmm. Just like f***ing goes
2: everywhere.
0: Back at the old Crawford Mill, Sheriff Drill Instructor finally shows up and has a shockingly cavalier reaction to the dead body in the van. Back at the Hewitt household, Erin has phoned the Sheriff's office and is headed out when she's distracted by the ugh, dirty-ass old man struggling ugh. to get back in his chair. When, he go- when she goes to help him, an eerie figure passes behind her. Kemper, hot Kemper, grows impatient, <clears throat> waiting for her outside, and ventures into the house when his calls for Aaron are met with silence. As he searches the home and the drag room, he comes across (laughs) a room playing cartoons. And when he peers into the room, he drops a bracelet hanging on the doorknob. As he reaches for it, Leatherface very quickly and very quietly hits him over the head with a sledgehammer and quickly drags Kemper through the sliding door and shuts it without making a sound.
2: So this is our first glimpse of Leatherface, and it is a great one because it's brutal, it's violent, and it's quick. Kill me, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) yes, daddy. Slam me with your sledgehammer. (laughs) Oh, but before that, we finally get Sheriff Jill Instructor... Showing up to the old Crawford Mill and his shockingly cavalier attitude when it comes to the dead body in the van. Everyone is still shooketh from the events that just occurred and he's just like, oh, grab her arm, shove her brains back in her head. It's
0: so f***ed up. And he's like fondling the body too. Oh yeah, he gropes her. He
3: gropes her. So disgusting. Ugh. He's the he's like I said uh, he's the most, he's the scariest character to me. He's the most terrifying mm-hmm. character to me. He he seems so happy doing it. At least with Leatherface, there's like that innocence to Leatherface, and he just seems mm-hmm. like a sad boy that's lashing out, while Sheriff just intr- <laughs> 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 it's, he's so it's, gross. It's a- it's also the sheriff. It's like it's it's the white cop. Like it's also that layered on top yeah. of it, just being like mm-hmm. brown and queer. That makes me uncomfortable. And someone abusing their authority, even if it's not real, also makes me very uncomfortable. Because we know it's real.
0: Ugh. Yeah, very real. And then when he says the f word later on,
3: oh my god, to our baby Morgan,
0: he calls him a faggot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
3: was terrifying to me. We wish. <laughs> <laughs> totally your type. <laughs> oh, I know. He was so cute. Every, everybody. Everybody in this cast. But we lose mm-hmm. a, our, our our jock character surprisingly fast w- in the events of this movie. I remember being shocked when I first saw this. I thought he was going to make it a little farther into the movie. Yeah. They they killed the beefcake before they killed the slut. That's not
2: the correct order.
3: There are rules to this thing. There's a very
2: specific formula. <laughs> and honestly, I would have loved to have seen way more skin. We did not see enough of Eric Balfour, unless Why do unless you he think saw he the striped? BTS,
0: which of course I saw the full feature. Ooh, BTS. <laughs> but I'm saying like if any
2: any queer at the time would have only seen what they saw on the screen. It True. wasn't until years yeah, yeah. later that we actually got to see his wiener and his butt.
0: Well, no, I saw it when I got the DVD with like the fancy case. Oh, yes, the honey. lenticular case. Yes, yes. yes, yeah. Like the
3: crime scene photos. <gasps> yeah, I remember. That's that. the yeah. one I just got. Really? I just, <laughs> yes. Is that the one that's the chainsaw and it opens up? Mm-hmm. It's it's so good. It's so good. I already had a copy and I had to buy another one because I liked it so much. so worth it but we we lose him so fast and so (laughs) quickly they said you're in and out bitch we can only pay for a couple weeks for you on set you gotta go (laughs) you gotta go Uh, yeah i
2: I feel like aside from jessica beale he was the other hot star at the time and maybe the blonde guy too i don't really know much of his career
3: let's talk about the creepy old man hello with more of the family He's just—he mm, reminds me of a guy who was like in charge, but now he's no longer in charge. But they tell him he's in charge, but he's not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ew. ill—he's
2: ew. gross. I don't like him. Ew Michelle. He he, he, he <laughs> gropes uh Aaron, and he's totally <sighs> like obviously he's in on the scheme because when just mm-hmm. excuse me when Aaron's trying to get him back into his wheelchair. Leatherface passes, and he kind of grins because he knows that Leatherface is kind of sizing her up. And then he's like, "Can I use her skin? Is it soft? Is it moisturized? How is her hair? Does she have split
3: ends? Is that a bob? Do we have layers? Are there highlights or lowlights?" Because you know he's thinking about you know Leatherface is thinking about it. New looks, mm. but just highlights, just, just around, around the face. face. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and yeah, and her hair—human hair wig for Miss Leather. Bundles, Bundles honey. I mean. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that man was gross. You know, he does not wipe his butt correctly. Ew! He's oh. just disgusting. He just—he I... like smells like a scratch and sniff. Ew! Ugh. Oh my god! <laughs> I hate him.
3: <laughs> oh my god! He just lets this the water thing... run over the crack. <laughs> Oh my god! This whole family is wild, but we get or we get to see the house, the Hewitt household. I really love the design of the Hewitt household. It doesn't feel overt gratuitous like House of a Thousand Corpses wanted to do, because mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses mm-hmm. was like ah, we're, ah, <laughs> extreme, <laughs> extreme. This we're, is uh, like to me like a restrained until you go into the drag closet, as Umby likes to call. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just wasn't a big
2: fan of the facade. It looked really? almost industrial. It didn't really mm. give me home. Like I wasn't getting mm. home vibes from it. Um, hmm. It looked more industrial to me. But I did like the inside mm. and I liked the
3: pigs because that was disgusting. It's a, it's a pig pen in here. Uh-huh. Like, that was, <laughs> it's like actual line. How did you feel about the home movie? I love
0: the home. I felt like It was a little extra size-wise. Like, you know, it may or may have not been a home for somebody to live in at the time. But it looked beautiful. It was lit beautifully. The Mm pig pen, you know, Leatherface does not go in that room because he has his drag room. He has his basement lab. (laughs) Um, You know. It's a walk-in closet, really. It (laughs) truthfully (laughs) is. There's a pool function. It's wonderful. (laughs) Yep. Um, So, yeah, I loved it. I Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things about the movie. It just feels... Like a, that's like a real thing we're watching, yeah. That's to the reality.
3: Aaron is startled by the noise and goes to investigate. Back at the van, the sheriff has enlisted the help of Andy to saran wrap the victim's brains in her head so they can toss the body in the trunk of the sheriff's car. At the house, the search for Kemper turns up empty-handed, so Aaron heads back to the mill, annoyingly calling out his name the entire time. <laughs> I just got that line as a. <laughs> <idiot>. help! <laughs> help! <laughs> we cut away to Kemper, laid out in the slab of Leatherface's workshop. Bowls of teeth, faziline, needles, and hooks hanging from the ceiling adorn the room. It's like a daddy B- BDSM party in here, y'all. It's a drag closet for everyone. Woo! This closet's got everything. Faziline. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to the group waiting at the mill. Aaron finally rejoins them, exclaiming that the sheriff is on his way, to which they reply, he's already left with the body. She asks where Kemper is, and they respond with, Isn't he with you? After a moment, she realizes he's missing. Before the group can form a plan, they're distracted by a blaring car horn in the distance. The group walks over to the noise to investigate, and when they find the source of the noise, an abandoned junk car, they find teeth, and a jar containing a photo of the girl that killed herself in their van. The group is split. Pepper and Morgan want to dip, but Aaron and Andy don't want to leave Kemp behind. The group splits up and Aaron and Andy heading back to the house, while the others keep their teeth in their heads and wait at the van. Uh-huh. <sighs> it's a production. It's a it production, is a production. Hunty. It's a full immersive theatrical production, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. So, so, Sheriff, we come back with our Sheriff, right? We saran rap and... Mm. This is what I mean by the the emotion it's emotionally brutal, and it's just like the beginning of it. The sheriff loves to f with people in the most fed up mm-hmm. ways. Yes, yes.
2: It's really fucked up, and he's totally desensitized by this point. And the everyone at the scene is still very much, you know, in their feels by what just happened, literally, like moments ago. And so it's 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 hard to watch to say the least because like y- you can only imagine how that feels. It's yeah.
3: it's it's his intensity that makes it worse. Like the situation already f- sucks, but it's his pressuring that that just keeps pushing it in. Yeah, he's
1: like, "Come on
2: now, go on, just scoop it in there. What the fuck you doing, faggot?" <laughs> Literally just like drops the f bomb in there, and then on top of that, cups a feel of the corpse. I cannot,
3: it, I can't, I it's so gross. disgusting. Disgusting, <laughs> however, I just have to mention the line that still gets me. I forgot about this line until it happened. Was when Pepper is just she's like, This is f-ed up, and he's, he responds with, Don't give me any crap, young lady. God damn it, I got just as much respect for a dead body as anybody around here. Hurry! Get that nasty goddamn thing out of my goddamn
0: back yes. my <laughs> That is my favorite line of the movie Don't uh, put that
2: rotty so bitch scary. in my back seat. throw her in the trunk
0: <laughs> <The> Fuck <laughs> is wrong with you Get her out of the backseat You have a couple of faggots <laughs> Yay
3: Whew, so scary. So scary. He's he's so intense, but I wanna rewind Umby, you mentioned earlier just the characters, especially Aaron and Piper. They're the only ones that actually want to stay and make sure that the body is taken care of, and the rest of the gang, the boys, the, the hetero men, decide to just leave. And mm-hmm. it's such an interesting story <laughs> beat in the movie because it does help develop the story along. But I just wasn't expecting like a morality, like the, the mm-hmm. tale to go in there really quickly too.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was very much surprised by how much, I don't know, potentially intentional depth they went in with this. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure how much they meant it, but it seems it keeps happening. So I'm assuming it's intentional. But yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's that sisterhood between women, queer people, trans people of just like having to bury your dead and like having that worry that you might be the one that's killed when you go out or like walk to your car alone. Um, so I feel like it's just a feeling that the men in the movie just don't
2: have. Ooh, that's pretty real. Uh,
0: Um, but yeah, surprisingly, surprisingly deep, apparently.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Aaron distracts the old man in the wheelchair while Andy heads inside to look for Kemper. After a long search littered with jump scares, Aaron runs inside after Andy is scared by a pig and causes a ruckus. The old man corners them inside and essentially calls for Leatherface, who makes an epic entrance. Leatherface throws open the sliding door and starts up his chainsaw. Aaron is able to make it out the door, but Andy is tripped by the old man. He's able to hold off the chainsaw with the tire iron he's armed with and makes a run for it. After a great run through the sheet scene, Leatherface is able to chop Andy's leg clean off and carry him back to
3: his drag room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna get so we're gonna get angry email <laughs> drag- <laughs> y'all started the drag rooms so now we're just
0: going with it dear tcq
3: <laughs> you can't unsee it <laughs> you can't unsee it now uh his entrance the reveal is sickening sasha Valor wishes it is d- it is delightful how do you both feel about it
2: I live... Because it's horrifying because that mm-hmm. door is very camouflaged into the wall. So when he throws it open, you're not expecting him to come out from where he comes out from. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and the tense buildup of the old man pounding his... like uh, What
0: is that? Uh, his calling okay. stick. His calling <laughs> stick. <laughs> pounding his stick on the floor to call Leatherface. Very that. And here comes Leather Bear Daddy... With his chainsaw, Yay! ready to fuck them
3: up. And it's the first time that we get the real revving of the chainsaw. And mm-hmm. I am—I genuinely am scared of chainsaws. I, any time I hear it, it's still like a. So uh, it's, da, like, it's da, a da, reaction da, out da. of you. Mm-hmm. But Andy's leg swippity swipe. That's that was great. Ooh. That Chase scene is fantastic. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: wholeheartedly. It's a great chase scene. Classic too many sheets at the same time just drying out of nowhere but
2: what but i live by the <laughs> looks of that house i know those sheets are not clean that not often. by that man right
0: <laughs>
2: no um, where the skit marks this i get it <laughs> i get it it's for the aesthetic and Cinnamon. it's a great aesthetic because this is another scene that's constantly recreated at horror nights and it is
3: fantastic I'm sure it is. I am sure it is. It, we we talked about how fast he is. Not only is Leatherface fast and just like a brutal force, his weapon is so quick. It is so vicious. Ooh, ooh. It's. I feel bad for Andy because this isn't even in the worst for him. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know.
0: Yeah. And honestly, yeah, it's a chainsaw and he might be, you know, compensating. But he, <laughs> he walks like he's not compensating. Like, he knows. Yeah, he absolutely does absolutely yeah. he can wreck your life <laughs> 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 as well
3: <laughs> Ugh,
0: his leg okay Aaron makes it back to the van where Pepper and Morgan are cleaning the brains off the walls and she practically jumps in and attempts to start the van yelling for the gun give me the goddamn gun Just as Pepper tells her the the sheriff took it, the sheriff jumpscares Aaron and orders them all out of the van after finding a joint in the ashtray of the car. We get a cutaway of Leatherface transferring Andy to a meat hook and then treating his amputated leg with salt and wrapping it in paper. Back at the van, the sheriff has the trio in the dirt and is interrogating them. He drags Morgan back into the van and forces him to reenact what happened when the hitchhiker shot herself. We get a quick cutaway of Leatherface working on a new mask in his drag room, a mask made from the late great Kemper's face, and when he's finished, he takes off his mask and reveals his deformed face underneath. A new addition to the franchise, and it's not a good one like Man Candy in the form of Kemper and Andy.
3: (laughs) I think I read that wrong, but (laughs) I agree, they're hot. I don't know how to break this down because for the the movie just as quickly descends into madness in the the most horrible ways. We get Aaron running back, one of multiple scenes of Aaron running, and I have to mention another half a million went to the smoke machine used in this movie. There's <laughs> so many light rays, machines, Jackie. There was multiple smoke machines. it's it's glorious because it is very pretty to look at it is I really like this movie because I feel like this one is the one that started the trend of using like one tone either like a full yellow tone or a full blue tone and Mm -hmm. exaggerating it and making Mm -hmm. it dark this was kind of the one that did it and I really like it especially when we get into the van Um, this scene still I don't like it I don't like it because it's a lot for me I don't like it that sheriff he scares the crap out of me and hearing Pepper, who always freaks out—that's just kind of her character—but <laughs> freak out and seeing Aaron freak out, and at this point, you can tell Jessica Beale was losing her voice because when she keeps going, oh, "He's killing him! He's killing him!" Yeah, her voice is cracking. I mean, she Poor screams
2: girl. a lot this entire movie, so
3: this I
0: whole movie.
3: How do you feel about the interrogation? Uh, it was kind of hot. Uh, <laughs> no. ah! Ah!
0: I'm going to get, yeah, in trouble. No, just kidding. No, I feel like, not that it was hot, but yes, it was hot. Uh, (laughs) Did I say it was hot? (laughs) In the way that the sheriff was very much, like, Dom Top about the situation. Like, put the barrel in your mouth. You know, like, she actually did it. Um, And I don't know. It was just, like, weird sexual tension happening. Um, Aside (laughs) that it was terrifying. But... (coughs) you know as a teen we didn't get too much queer content this is true (laughs) this is true she heard put this is queer because i said it's queer
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm queer and i'm saying this is queer so it's queer it's queer
3: (laughs) oh god we got different complete reactions Oh.
2: I I have to agree with you, Nick. i This um, the scene was. You weren't turned
3: on by it. You're no. saying, you, you...
2: I mean, I don't mind putting things in my mouth. I, I just don't like it. When we it's know. At me by a sheriff or anything. Um. Well, yeah, that part. But, um, not a sheriff though. This Yeah. It, blah. Th- this interrogation is. And I don't know why he makes them all sit in the dirt. You know, it's a total power move, mm-hmm. but he puts them all in the dirt. And Jessica Beale has, like, a full-on face of dirt. And Pepper is, like, full-on ugly crying with snot. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. they did not need to take it that far, but they sure as f*** did. I think
3: that's what sells it for me. There's, like, a f- real, like... Uh, they, they legitimately think they're gonna die. I would, too, in that moment. That is extremely terrifying. It, I... The fake out is, is so mean. The fake out of. Uh, what's his name again? Who is putting, who's putting things in his mouth again? Marcus? Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan. When Morgan tries to shoot the sheriff and he actually goes through with oh, it. Ah, pobrecito. Oh, oh my no. god. Your stomach Ugh. drops. I really like that movie because just because it puts you Oof. through the emotional wringer. But what kills me every time is that Jessica Biel being the good girl. Don't shoot him. Don't shoot him. Pepper being the psycho girl Shoot girlfriend. the fucker. Shoot the fucker. <laughs> yeah, I was on Pepper's team and
0: uh, it was just so gut-wrenching because you're like, come on, just shoot. Because I internally I was like, shoot shoot him. Uh, oh, yes. And then it's just like a fake out. And it just gets worse from there.
3: It really Really does. We get Andy being prepped and ready for a uh, d- charcuterie board. <laughs> this, you want a thigh or a breast? I'll thigh. I'll take the sausage. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: the, this is—I have to say—is the most creative torture thing I've I saw during the early 2000s because Hostel had all the clipping and breaking of Achilles tendons salt Mm. on a chopped off leg and then Mm -hmm. wrapping it in like brown paper bag is a whole other
0: level of why. That delicious as thigh Mm. on his
3: body. Leatherface was like
2: in two to four weeks this will be grade A beef jerky.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. This movie just puts you through it because I want to move on to the next scene because I love the next scene. The next scene is my favorite vignette. Back at the van, the reenactment gets intense and culminates into Morgan attempting to shoot the sheriff with an empty gun. The sheriff grows angry and takes Morgan hostage after smashing his mouth with a liquor bottle and brings him back into the house. At the van, Aaron and Pepper successfully hotwire the van and almost make an escape before the wheels literally fall off the van. Before they can even get out of the car, Leatherface makes a triumphant return. He scares Pepper out of the car and guts her in front of Aaron. (laughs) Aaron watches in horror, she realizes that he's wearing Kemper's face as his new mask. She's able to jump out the back door and runs through the woods until she finds a lone trailer in the woods. She seeks refuge inside from two women and a baby. They make her some tea and try to calm down the frantic girl. As the women tend to the baby, Erin gets up when she begins to recognize some photos. She feels woozy and realizes it's the same family from the photos she found earlier. Erin falls unconscious and is awoken by the sheriff spilling whiskey on her. She wakes up back in the Hewitt home being berated by the sheriff and his wife. When they grow tired of her, they call for Thomas aka Leatherface who drags her off and throws her downstairs into her drag room. (laughs) God, hold on. I wrote workshop, y'all. I just want to know. I wrote workshop drag workshop. All of this. (laughs) This week's episode is going to be called uh, Leatherface's Drag Room, like straight (laughs) straight up.
0: Well, no, because he has the drag room and the science center. You can have both,
3: you can do both. But the van sequence, I Mm -hmm. love. This sequence. It is so scary. And the fact that Leatherface is wearing your dad's boyfriend's face is a whole other level of terror. Mm. That is Mm. dumb shit, people. We got another,
2: in my opinion, cinematic shot. Of Leatherface gutting Pepper. You don't see him gutting Pepper, but yes, the she's wearing a puffy jacket or a the puffy feathers. vest. Yeah, so all the fluff mm-hmm. inside when he chainsaws through it, it like sparks everywhere. Not sparks, but if, you know, snow. it flies everywhere. Yeah, it almost looks like snow. It flies mm-hmm. everywhere. It's very cinematic. And then that's mm-hmm. when it makes the big. I love face. Really, is a drag queen. That's when they make the big reveal of Kemper's face. It's a new look. It's
3: a new number. "Into You" is about to play by Ariana Grande. I'm so literally. I'm in. I'm wearing your face. I'm in (laughs) you. He's like, I'm actually as hot as Kemper right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. it's 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 insane, and I I wanted to ask. I've been waiting for this question. This movie is so critically panned for its level of violence. In two thousand three, this was a big f- deal. This is a huge deal. People claim to have walked out of, out of like every other horror movie we hear mm-hmm. all the time. How do you feel about its level of violence? Can you remember what it was like? Because now this level of violence, I feel like is this is ABC Family on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I loved it.
0: I I was like, okay, it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, so it has to be violent. So I I knew what right. I was going into. I wasn't in shocked. The trailers made it very clear. Um. So yeah, I think people are just wanting to complain.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I also think people like to like hype things up mm-hmm. to be more than they really are because that. Um... I don't know, I guess it would be really shocking to some people at the time, but to me, coming from somebody who, like, was already well into, like, watching horror movies, it wasn't all that shocking. And like Umbi says, Mm -hmm. like, it's
3: a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. You expect gore and violence. I I guess, in context, the reason why it was deemed so insensitive, I guess, is this is post-9-11 post 9-11 everything was changed everything in the media was changed gore did not want to be seen that year at Halloween Horror Nights gore everything everything that could have been Mm -hmm. deemed offensive was taken out so when this was released you can only imagine how people were shooketh by the amount of intense brutality and I think this face is like a great way to do it's like this oh my god this face thing is so (laughs) f***ed up this is is f***ed up So I don't know. I wanted to hear your opinions on it because violence for people definitely gauges. I think it also like on the flip side of that gave a lot of
2: people a sense of relief during that time to see all this violence projected on the screen to see all this aggression taken out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of cathartic in a f***ed up way. And so I feel like, uh, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, people who don't relate to horror movies and who can't see the bigger picture of what like horror can really tackle they just only see the gore and that's that's why they deem it so graphic and they can't see past that but i
3: i am on the flip side of that like
2: you know i enjoy
3: it (laughs) so you're totally right because everyone else got audience members felt the same way because it made a shit ton of fucking money mm -hmm. it made a shit ton of sequels people need that catharsis i'm glad you mentioned that because we've talked about it a lot on the show Oh, Tea Lady! My Tea Lady! Finally, Finally get it. it. My, my, Welcome <laughs> to the stage, Tea Lady. <laughs> get your dollar bills ready. Get your get your bills out for Tea Lady and Luda May Hewitt. I love both of them. They don't make sense to me in terms of, like, Aaron is just like, yeah, everyone else I've met here hasn't been crazy. These two people aren't crazy at all. Right, and
2: a lone trailer out in the woods you really thought that was the place to hi- i mean whatever mm-hmm. we're desperate we're desperate here i get it i wouldn't have drank anything that they gave me but that's just me
0: yeah but then she's in shock and they kind of force her like into it and she's like okay i kind of feel safe so maybe i should be nicer true 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 and, you know the trauma survival of it all i i don't so know it's, it's it's
2: it's a weird scene
3: tbh it's a mm-hmm. weird scene
2: the baby. There's a stolen baby involved. I
0: hate babies. Oh yeah. There's. Why is there? There's a alien? new subplot
3: of a baby. I forgot because this becomes a piece at the end of our movie. Yeah. I forgot about the baby. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about the baby. As one should. Clap if you
1: care. <laughs> clap if you, you care. I
3: do yeah, it. But baby. I, my favorite character and my favorite line in this whole movie is. Oh my! Oh my! My 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 my. <laughs>
0: It was in all the trailers. Every
3: trailer, every
0: TV spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it.
3: Oh, that wasn't a good idea. Oh, my mama, this house is clean. She's getting <laughs>
2: residual checks, honey. Mm-hmm.
0: And Miss Beale being like, "You stole her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's
3: giving it her all. I love it." So we come back to the Hewitt home. She gets thrown back into the into the drag home is this their version of the dinner scene I'm from the original Texas Chainsaw? So, yeah. Feels that way. Yeah. I feel like it's supposed
2: to be. It doesn't give the same like Ugh. no. It uh, doesn't Ugh. have the same feeling but I feel like it ramps up in other parts so it kind of uh-huh. yeah. You know. That's give and take.
0: And yeah. It's just a quick reference. Pros and cons. Erin can fully win a wet t-shirt contest and she does while she explores a shop drag room she comes across Andy's body hanging very sexily from the hook and she attempts to help him (laughs) but only makes things worse so instead she mercy kills him she moves on from Andy's body and attempts to save Morgan though she discovers who she discovers is still alive the young boy from the mill Jedediah makes his way into the lair and leads them out after a long chase through some tunnels they manage to make it outside and into an abandoned home on the property she hides Morgan in a closet while she hides out in the crawl space, littered with rats. We get an intense scene as the duo must hide quietly as Leatherface quietly searches for them. We get another jump scare as Leatherface bursts through the wall and grabs Aaron from behind. When Morgan hears Aaron struggling, he comes out of the closet and attempts to help, only making things worse and culminating in his demise. Aaron runs out of the house with Leatherface hot on her tail. She skins through a barbed wire fence that trips up Leatherface, resulting in him cutting his leg with his own chainsaw.
3: We love to see it. We'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. Wet t-shirt contest mm-hmm. for the win. This was a this was a contract thing, wasn't it? She had to show <laughs> a little like see-through nipple. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. This is a
2: Michael Bay produced movie.
3: Thousand <laughs> percent.
2: He was like, don't wear a bra. Let's crank up the AC. Make mm-hmm. sure that water's
3: cold. Rose mm-hmm. McGowan levels of AC units. Mm-hmm. I want to see scream nipples. Put an nipple. eye out with those things, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> scream nipples. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, I mean, I'm not mad at it. And Umby, thank you for bringing it up because I felt conflicted. I was like, why is Andy kind of hot? Like, why? Like, mm-hmm. he's kind of hot. Yeah, he
0: like... Almost won the web t-shirt contest.
3: (laughs) This close. This close. If we could see more nipple.
0: Exactly. It only counts counts if you saw
3: (laughs) (laughs) nipple. But our mercy killing. Mm. I want to ask, were you pulled emotionally by the mercy killing? I was so sad.
0: I was so sad. I was very tragically invested. And then she is kind of dumb because she like stabs him very slowly to the stomach. So he's like bleeding out and still alive. And she's having her moment with, like, the blood on her, you know. Great moment, but also very selfish in a (laughs) moment.
2: And then she tries to save Morgan and Mm -hmm. fails miserably at that.
3: He becomes Melhouse. Like, he straight up becomes Melhouse.
2: And then, look, we get the return of Jedediah. Jedediah comes back to help him out the lair, because apparently he knows the layout of... Bites
0: Leatherface with his teeth. <laughs> Those oh, little rat teeth. I
3: forgot. His little rat teeth. are so evil. Munch, munch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> and
0: then he just throws him into the wall. Oh, yeah. He straight
2: up like murks him and just like, boop, yoink. He's gone.
3: Oh, my God. He slices him in half. And then my favorite is that Aaron just runs away screaming, now! Like, <laughs> at this point, what else can you do? Leatherface, you just have to outrun Leatherface. You just have to somehow... Outrun mm-hmm. him There's really like No way to take him down Oh shit And this is
2: a good way To take him down Because she
3: like Barely makes
2: through This like wired fence mm-hmm. And when Leatherface Is big bulky ass tries to do What she does He <laughs> ends up Cutting himself In the thigh With his own chainsaw it's queen down <laughs> <laughs> Queen down
3: Is she gonna jump From there
2: It's
3: <laughs> It's, it's And it's a Nod to the original When he nicks his thigh We had to throw it in there Some way shape or form Mm-hmm. It's for the fans. For the fans. For, for the fans. fans. The only other shot that I want to mention is, <laughs> is when Ex Tina is up against the wall, and we get the sick b- lighting from mm-hmm. like the different holes in the wall from the glory holes that that that, that he's running in the in the house, mm-hmm. and then he grabs her through the wall. I love that shot. Also, in every f-ing trailer, any trailer it was in, mm-hmm. and still made me jump when I saw it in the. Trailer. <laughs>
2: Aaron takes the lead and hides out in the Blair Meat Company. Leatherface somehow manages to close the gap and catches up with her, forcing her to hide in a giant walk-in fridge with sides of beef. He inevitably finds her and turns on the icy cold water sprinklers and turns this thus into a Christina Aguilera Dirty music video. Dirty! He continues to chase her through the meatpacking plant. Armed with a cleaver, Aaron hides in a locker. The long scene plays out in which Leatherface intensely searches for Aaron. She decides to call him out, and when he comes over to investigate, she jumps out and maniacally chops off her killing arm. Leatherface screams in anguish and picks up his detached arm with the chainsaw still in hand and smacks it against lockers angrily. Aaron manages to make it out of the plant and to the highway where she flags down a truck driver to stop and pick her up. When she realizes he's taking her back to the town she just ran from, she tries to take the truck off the road. He manages to pull into the same gas station they had pulled to at the beginning of the movie.
0: I love that callback to like the initial scene with our shot in the face woman in the beginning. Mm-hmm. She just became her, that desperate and scared.
3: Full circle. It, it mm-hmm. kind of begs the question of like how many how many people have done this? How many people have had tried to get away? That it. Ugh, so many stories that the Hewitt family has. The Blair Meat Company, this is a sick setting. I anytime there's like an industrial creepy setting, I'm a sucker for it. It's like the easiest way to my horror fan heart. It's a great setting, and it really is a music video. Like
2: he legit turns on sprinklers, and she's like <laughs> running through, and she's good. the titties are bouncing, and it's it's a lot. It's it's a Michael Bay produced film. Shade. Beautiful. Do you Beautiful. had to have
3: somewhere in there. As the truck driver runs inside to ask for help, Aaron hops out of the truck and runs around the side to see the sheriff, his wife, and the woman, and the baby from the trailer all inside. When the truck driver distracts them, Aaron is able to run inside and rescue the baby. She hops into the sheriff's car, hot wires it, and uses it to kill the sheriff and get away. We get one last jump scare from Leatherface as he wields his chainsaw at the car as Erin makes her getaway. We cut back to our Super 8 footage from the beginning of the movie. The investigating officers make their way into the furnace room. As they do, they're immediately attacked by Leatherface. The narrator states that the crime scene was never secured and the two officers died that day. The footage is the only photograph they have of Thomas Hewitt and that the case is still open to this very day. Cold case. Law and order SVU. Here, bum bum, bum. <laughs> Aaron makes her grand escape. She she does her final girl triathlon. She made it through the goddamn plant, and here she is, hot wearing a car because she forgot to mention. Of course, she was in juvie. She was in juvie, and her older <laughs> brothers taught her how to open doors. where you learn how to do that?
0: Indoors. In juvie.
2: <laughs> no big deal. I was in juvie.
3: I was in juvie. Her name was Miss Independent. That was literally the line. <laughs> She's like, they called me Miss Independent. Come, come on, come back soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like Sheriff's death. It's so oh, warranted. And it feels so, so good. Because she double taps, bitch. Triple. Triple taps. Triple taps him. It's it's satisfying. And it's warranted. It's very warranted. Especially since he thinks that he has the upper hand when he goes up to the truck. He thinks he finally got her. Like, haha, bitch. Surprise. Mm-mm. Run his ass over it
0: mm-hmm. in such a glorious way. And I'm stealing the baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she gets the
2: tacked on baby storyline at the very end, which was there.
1: Uh,
3: yeah, it was there. Snatch that baby. Go ahead. Get her, Jade. I forgot about the baby subplot because I didn't care. Like when they brought it back, it was like, oh, yeah, the baby. No one
2: cared. But I love, <laughs> I love this ending, this book end ending mm-hmm. of where we started and now we're finishing it out the same way of cutting back to the Super 8 footage And we get this was also part of the trailer as well, um, where you get to see Leatherface attack one last time with the Super 8 footage. And I love the narration of it, and I love how they're like, "This is the only known photograph of Thomas Hewitt, and the
3: case is still open to this day."
0: Yeah, our daddy Leatherface kills two cops Mm just to end the movie.
3: We love to see it. It's as one should. It. This is a wild, brutal, crazy, insane movie. And I just have to ask, this is the end of the movie. What are you going to give your final score for this week's recommended rental?
0: Oh, geez. I mean, I own it. So, there. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I own it. Physical media. I own it on, like, you know, digital copies. So I don't have to, like, dig through my DVDs. Yeah, I will probably reorder, like, the special edition DVD with, like, the crime scene photos like you did. Yes. You know, just give me, like, ten copies.
2: (laughs) I would have to agree to buy it because I also own this movie. (laughs) I enjoy this movie. It's part of the renaissance of the remakes. It's got Eric Balfour in it.
3: Mm. Enough said.
2: Enough said.
3: That was it. It. that was it. That was the whole story. for you. Also, own it. I own it as well. I have two copies, just like everybody else in this room. Woo! The, Woo! <laughs> please buy it. Please absorb it. Because I, I will state, like, we didn't even say at the beginning, trigger warning, Woo! like, to anyone and everyone for <laughs> this freaking movie. But if you're willing to go through the brutality of it, I feel like you can totally see why remakes just flourished again. During this time period mm-hmm. It was that post 9-11 Everybody mm-hmm. needs that catharsis mm-hmm. And it's just It is Fuck
0: man and really all of these up. remakes are
2: just fun es- Like especially about Next week's episode Woo! Next week's remake We are going to be talking about The Dark Castle remake That is dripping in deliciously evil imagery the remake of the 1960s classic by William Castle. Next week, the ghosts are loose and they're out for blood. We are talking 2001's 13 Thir- Ghosts. Woo! Come through. Come through. Come through. Summon all the loose
0: ghosts, you said. Yeah. <laughs> loose.
2: Uh, Summon all the loose ghosts. I'm so excited. I so love 13 Ghosts. So, so, so.
3: And I just cut it. I just got this special edition Blu-ray. Nice. <laughs> well, you already gave away your your, your feelings. For- <laughs> Buy it. We all just did, I think. <laughs> but before we continue, just thank you so much for being here, for picking this movie. I love that you picked this movie. Thank y'all. Yeah, so excited to join y'all
0: again. And yeah, thank you for allowing me to like bring a movie that... It's so polarizing, <laughs> but clearly we all love it. So I'm glad we did. Um, yeah, it's a very, very scary, funny. Clearly, daddy issues adjacent <laughs> for <me. laughs> yes. Daddy issues. Yeah, so super fun, and I'm so excited we for all thirteen were ghosts. Here. <laughs> For
2: our housekeeping, you can follow the Queens at their on their Instagram at the Carpenter Queens. Our Twitter is at Carpenter Queens. My personal account is at stfuray.
3: My personal account is Nicholas Alexander Photography. Before we continue, we would love for you all to leave a comment, rate the podcast if you love what you hear, hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you are streaming. Five stars, please. And Umbi, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, just rate
0: this five stars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you can find me on, on Instagram. Y'all will tag me. Yes, we will link in the description. Y'all will see. it. I'm
2: too stoned. <laughs> <laughs> but that concludes this week's episode, y'all. We hope you loved it and enjoyed it as much as we did. So please stay safe, stay queer, and tune in for next week's episode, because it's going to be...
3: Ooh happy Lillard, here we go. So Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Bye,
1: boy, bye, boy, bye. 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 bye, 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 bye.